This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Glory to God. <laughs> Let's read before we take our seat, Hebrews chapter 6. Together this morning, Hebrews 6. Hallelujah. Today is the last day of the month. Has it been a very wonderful month? With traffic. Terrible, terrific traffic. Everywhere. Lord have mercy on Lagos State. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on to perfection. So it is possible to go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Some Christians are always having one thing to repent of after another. The Bible said don't stay in that state of having to repent over and over again. How long does it take for God to correct you of certain things? So you do it and then you say, Lord, I'm sorry. Then you do it and then you say, Lord, I'm sorry. Then you do it as... Uh, when will you stop watching what you shouldn't watch? When will you stop talking the way you shouldn't talk? How long does it take for the Spirit of God to correct you? How many times are you going to repent over the same thing? Lord, I've gotten angry again. I'm sorry. Lord, I've said what I shouldn't say. I'm sorry. And all year long, sorry, sorry, sorry. You have become a sorry self it has become a song. It has become something else. Every single time you keep repeating, repenting of something, that means you keep stumbling over the same thing over and over again. Verse 2. <laughs> Hallelujah. Of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying of, on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgments. I'm actually going to verse 4, but let's just verse 3. And this we will do if God permits. Next verse. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened. That's what I wanted to pay attention to. Spiritual men and spiritual women are enlightened people. There is a light through which they see that others don't have access to that light. All the gifts of the spirit, they function by light. Why somebody comes in and he says by word of knowledge that I see and he describes what you cannot see physically is because he's viewing the person by a higher light. Every Christian, you have been brought into the life. But you see, the light comes from the Father. And the closer you are to the throne of grace, the more you are able to see. So all of us don't see by the same amount of light. What are you talking about? The signing of spirits. It's not the signing of demons. <laughs> Sit down. God bless you. Thank you. Hallelujah. They said I have to keep people standing for to so forgive me. So I, I once in a while. Amen. It's a good exercise, though. Are you with me? Yes, sir. So certain people are enlightened. At it, it enables them to function in a higher way than other people. 
So the more you see, for instance, if you have a book with very tiny writings and the light is very dull, there are things you will not see. If you enter a house and it's very, the light is very dim, you might not see some small, small things and some details in the house. Whether your house or another house. Now, if you bring in a light that is superior, a light that is brighter into the same room, then you'll be able to see more things. The realm of the spirit is like that also. You can see through men. You can see through circumstances to the degree of the enlightenment that you have received. So if the light inside you is 20 watts, there are spiritual things you can capture. And there are spiritual things that you cannot capture once they are beyond that dimension. The realm of angels is a realm of higher lights. At certain levels, when the light gets to a level, you begin to interact with very sophisticated things of the spirit because you have been enlightened. So the Bible talks about those who have and have tasted the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. Now, it means that spirituality can get to a point where you become what they call a partaker of the Holy Ghost. In other words, there is no separation between your words and the words of the Holy Ghost. For instance, Peter said to Ananias, it was Peter that Ananias lied to. If we were there, if Canaan Christians were there, they would accuse Peter of pride. Peter said to Ananias, you have not lied to man, but to God, and the guy died. But the guy lied to Peter. It was Peter that said that, did you sell the land for much? And he said, yes. So it was not God that asked Ananias a question. It was Peter. But Peter ended up telling another, for telling me a lie, you have told God a lie, and your life is taken. Why? Peter had become a partaker of the Holy Ghost. That means like you and Holy Ghost have become one. So when a man hits you, the result it will get will be like someone trying to hit Holy Ghost. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. One uh, Christian woman, they made her MD, and so people did not like it. They put charm on her seat. She was aware. Her secretary told her, so people came into the office. She entered the office and sat on the charm. The three people that put it there died instantly. She sat. Now, it's one level to know that there's a charm here. God has revealed it to you, so you don't sit on that chair. If you're at that level, stay at that level. Don't outdo yourself. The Lord has told that there's something on that chair, so you avoid it. But some other people, many, many years ago, partakers of the Holy Ghost, there was this man of God that he went to do a mission work somewhere, and these people came. The way they would do in Yoruba, you know, it's common in, in Africa, actually, but maybe more in Yoruba. When they would say they will call you three times in the night, and when you answer, you die. And he heard this name. They called the name. Let's say, Adewale. When they called it third time. He said he knew he wasn't supposed to answer. He, when he woke up, now when they do it to a normal person, you will answer unconsciously, and the person will die. Now he had power to not to answer. But you know what? He said yes, and they all died. <laughs> power past power. And there are levels. There, there, are, there are levels. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I heard 
of the great grandpa of Reverend Kuti or so, maybe him or someone else that they said, I was told one of the villages in Abiokuta then wanted to pray there as an evangelist and they were worshipping the idol and they said, no, 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 no. We can allow you after the festival is done and everything. And they gave him Pandeyam and Oguro and he sat down. He took it. And they were worshipping their God and he was enjoying the whole thing, enjoying the dance. When they were just saying, so can I preach now? They said, yes. He said, I don't need much word. He went to meet the idol they were worshipping, tapped the end of the idol, and the idol entered the ground before everybody. And never came out again. Of course, everybody gave their life to Christ. <laughs> this is the dimension <laughs> that Jesus, you know, I, I don't know which uh, service that I said that. I'm not just sharing all these things. I showed you when Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar the dream and the meaning of the dream. Maybe I was, are you getting what I'm saying? And Nebuchadnezzar, that, that, Daniel chapter 2, when he saw the degree of that accuracy, that forensic insight into the realm of the spirits, he had no choice. The guy just fell down. Imagine a king, a president of a nation, bowing before somebody. He was worshipping Daniel. We have never seen this kind of man before. Why? In that Daniel 2, 11, they had said in verse 11, the magicians, the astrologers, and all of them had told the king that said, this request is beyond the realm of man. We are manipulators of the things. He said, these men also had power. Native daughters have a life through which they function. That's why you don't need to tell them why you are there. They will tell you why you are there. I get what I'm saying. Witches have a level how they penetrate the spirit realm and manipulate things. A measure of leverage up is given to them to be able to do such things by satanic power. So when Moses threw down the road, the magician did the same thing. Because in that realm, both sides cannot pray to another to a, a degree. But when God wants to outshine them, it shows them that where they have stopped is just the beginning of what God is about to do. So when Moses turned water to blood, they said, is that all? They took carry water and turned it to blood. And Pharaoh told Moses that, oh, but go and look for another. <laughs> you can't impress us with this. Oh, yeah. You, Moses, I used to know, you know, they grew up together in the palace. He said, you ran away, you came back, you're going to learn magic and you are trying to impress us. Now, perform, I even we have perform you. But the Bible said, the rod of Moses swallowed. <laughs> when they got to the fourth one, the magician said to Pharaoh that, Oga, this is nothing but the finger of God. You are dealing with something beyond you. Thank God for Jesus. Are you with me? So when Daniel did that in Daniel chapter 2, in verse 11, the magicians, the astrologers, all of them said that, the wise men, they said, king, what to ask him for? Nobody. I pray for every born under the sound of my voice in this nation or wherever you find us, you are watching us from, issues that they have said man cannot solve. Maybe in the company, in the office, there is everybody stranded. Things are grounded and they are said that nobody can do anything about this. That is the realm you begin to function where you start bringing solutions that will cause men to stand and worship Jesus through you. Say a loud amen. Yeah. 
because you are in that office, they will not experience losses anymore. Because you are in that school, it cannot go down. You are just one teacher in a school. And the school is growing in leaps and in bounds because of you. I get what I'm saying. Yes. So that was what happened. So, Daniel, so they said it is a rare thing that the king requires. There is none other that can show it before the king. I'm showing you why he worshipped Daniel. His own magicians told him that, oh God, this thing you're asking for, there's no mortal man. Only the gods can show you the answer. And Daniel said, really? He must have read the book of Psalm. That ye are gods. So he said, they are right. There are some of us, the light with which we function is equal to the light of gods. That was what Daniel was saying. So Daniel brought the answer and the king said that it is true. There's only God can reveal it. You must be a god. So he worshipped Daniel. The last verse there, in chapter 2, or last two verses. Hallelujah. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and worshipped Daniel and commanded that they should offer oblation and sweet odors to him. Can you imagine? He said, let's wash, bring sacrifice, worship this guy. This is no more a mortal man. But you know what? Daniel was a mortal man. He was just the enlightened one. Yeah. Which on the other side, they call Illuminati now. The enlightened ones. But I want to show you just one thing this morning. What gives us access to this kind of light? Uh, what is the Colossians 1.12? Let's read Colossians 1.12. Are you following me? Giving thanks to the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. There is nobody here without bogus inheritance from God. Whatever you want, there is inheritance of saints. Jesus inherited, they are for you. But the, question, the point is that the inheritance is in a realm called light. So your father has left a property for you. You are in the battle, but the property is in Joss. If you don't go to Joss, you can't possess it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Whatever he has left for you, your father parked 20 cars in the compound, and at 80 died, and he left a will that the 20 cars, they belong to you. The cars will not drive themselves from and meet you. Now, you are in Abuja and the cars are in Ibadan. You have to go to Ibadan. Now, the Bible says that God has an inheritance. What I said just now about Daniel, and several people will look at another uh, uh, Bible study, all these things together, they are inheritances. They are for the saints, but they are inside a place or in a realm called realm of light. So for a saint to own what belongs to you, you have to join into light. Light is important. But there is one thing that brings light. And that's what I'm with. It's the same thing that causes people to walk in faith. You see, once you are born again, now there are layers, there are realms, one after the other. Paul told them now, he listed about seven fundamentals. He said, let us live the principles of Christ. He talked about live behind repentance, baptism. He said, let us go to perfection. That means in the school of the spirit, there is class one. 
when you talk about foundation, you talk about repentance, you talk about there is class two. And then Paul is saying, let us go to class seven, where we talk about perfection. So there are dimensions in glory. It is true. Mm. <laughs> when Paul saw it in 1 Corinthians 15, he said there is one glory of the moon. There is one another glory of the star. Then he said one star is superior to another star in glory. That means everything of God is in Kedah. So in the spirit, there is a realm of faith. When people begin to live by faith, Paul said, the life I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. There is a realm. Now, there is a realm of light. But there is something that connects or gets you into all this realm. And this is what I'm sharing with you briefly this morning. And that is what is called love. Mm. Hallelujah. Let me show you something. What is in 1 John 2.10? Let's read. Lord, you are more precious than silver. Lord, you are. He that loveth his brother abideth in light. The Bible is showing you how to journey into light. It's not by saying, Lord, light, light, light. He that loveth his brother abideth in light. And ay, the conclusion is very powerful. There is no occasion. That means it's possible to walk through life without stumbling. In other words, all decisions that you make, they are accurate. Non occasion. When I make financial decision, it will not stumble. The Bible is very emphatic. Non occasion. There is no area of his life where he's fumbling. Light. And the Bible says, if he loves. Verse 11. But he that hated his brother. Now go to 1 John 4, 17. And this climax is, are you following what I'm saying? Yes, when people get born again, there are things they should pay attention to. In one of the highest realms, actually, love realm is a realm that joins all the high realms together. When you are in love realm, you can function in the realm of faith and in the realm of light. And those are two dangerous realms. Then the third realm is the realm of knowledge. These three realms are the highest realms. Once you are in love, you can function in any of them. Aaron is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. As he is. You know, the Bible didn't say as he was. So, God is not comparing you to Nazareth to work on that. That would have been superior. Because even that level said we are not catching up with it. Jesus that walked on water. Jesus that performed miracles. But he didn't say as you are, as he is. <laughs> as he is, not as he was. How is he now? He's seated in glory. Full of majesty and power. And the Bible says, as he is. The equalizer is love. Being rooted. Hi. Glory to God. Before him. Galatians 5, 6. Hallelujah. Is somebody following me this morning? For in Christ Jesus, or in Jesus, we are neither circumcision, availeth anything, nor circumcision. Everybody, read the last part together. 
Say it again. The fuel of a generator called faith is love. You can't use generator in your house if there is no fuel inside it. The fuel of faith is love. That means never attempt to live by faith if you are not living by love. It's a recipe for disaster. Once somebody tells me that we've gone to do several days fasting and prayer, uh, 17 days here, to break all the past in my father's house, usually tell them to look into, into their love work. It's superior. It's always where the problem is. Listen to the third service because I'll be saying some things about how to end, find four things to do to end the season, a bad season, and start a new one. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Jesus. For in Christ, faith that worketh by love. So faith does not work by itself. Something pumps the faith. If you put faith alone down, it stands like this. It becomes like inanimate objects. When love is injected into faith, faith comes alive. That means you pay attention to love. Now, Ephesians 3.20. Are you getting what I'm saying? Remember, as he is, Aaron is our love made perfect. As he is, now unto him that is able. Now, I want, I want to, let's start from 16. That we grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. Next verse. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. And you, everybody, please say the next word together. Hey, louder. When you are rooted and grounded, Lord, what will happen? Next one. Be rooted. Read it together. Verse 19. It's amazing that God believes man can be filled with his fullness. Like we read, as he is. Fullness of God. Now the Bible says that you'll be rooted and to be able to comprehend. When they said to Elijah or Elisha, there is drought in this land. And he said, bring me a new cruise and put salt. And he poured the salt and the water was healed. He was coming from a dimension. When Daniel entered the den, Alliance were looking at him. He was coming from a realm. When Joseph stood before Pharaoh and he said, In seven years, this and this will happen. He was coming from a realm. Now, the Bible is saying that all of them, the realm they are coming from, the Bible said that you being granted and rooted in love, you'll be able to comprehend with all the saints whatsoever Daniel knew. That made him to operate like that. Whatsoever Joseph knew, that made him to operate like that. Whatsoever Elijah knew, that made him to call fire that they came down. The Bible says, if you are rooted and grounded in love, you can comprehend. That means love takes you to the depth they reach that enable them to do what they did. Love. No wonder the Bible says God is love. We are not talking about emotional love here. Maybe I was much, but. I, 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 I have to stop in a few minutes. That's not, it's not emotional love. This is 
something very deep. The Bible said the love of God has been shed abroad now by the Holy Spirit. If you are not very deeply rooted in the Father, you cannot walk in this love. And believe me, sincerely, you can't love men genuinely if you have not found the Father's love by yourself. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. It's a dimension. And the Lord is beckoning to his people to walk in this realm. Unlimited light in this realm. To be able to comprehend. That means you too can get to your office and say about this time tomorrow. This issue would have been solved and it will happen. You are operating like Elijah, the prophetic. That means you too can get to a place and as they list all the problems for like Daniel, you listen to them. And like doing like this, like this, like this. And your MD is calling that. Sorry, who brought that idea? Men and brother, there is so much reward in what I've just told you now. If you help your office to make 10 billion, you are made. God, my God, and your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. When I pause, I sing, it's because I know that something is happening to the people in the congregation. You are not coming here on Sunday to waste time or to listen to another sermon. We are speaking life to you. And it should be part of your life as you journey through life. Just 72 hours ago, somebody told me, a brother, how somebody directly, somebody that sees President Biden every day, one of the highest people in, in White House called him directly and set up a meeting. You are my God, and your name is Yahweh. I am saying to everybody, one of the top most corporations in the world, a white guy in America has copied Josh also before. When they wanted to make a move in Nigeria and they felt that the move would backfire seriously. His MD backed out of the whole thing and said, Josh, we are, you are the one we think can do this thing. When it was true, the head office in America, the white man called and said, called him by name. They said, you did this. Who are you? I am sharing with you that the day of living an ordinary life, they are over. It's going to beginning. Nobody can get into the realm I'm talking about without a serious devotion to God. All this halfway Christianity. Daniel's journey started when he proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. The Lord just doesn't give away these things. He watches also that how serious are you and how important is God to you. But brother, the time is very short. These last days, they are set for wonders. Daniel 11 says, the wicked shall do wickedly. 
Let's start at level 32, from 31. And I'll, I'll complete what I said. Are you following me? The angel began to tell Daniel one of the characters of the last days. It's not, wicked people won't change their mind. <laughs> and arm, arms shall stand on his path. They shall pollute the sanctuary of, of strength and shall take away daily sacrifice. Talking about the arm to Christ and they shall place abomination that make it desolate. Verse 32. Such as do wickedly against the covenant shall corrupt by flatteries. But, I love buts. The story doesn't end with the wicked. They that know their God. Ah. The wicked, that's not, the way I understand puts it, shall do wickedly. It will corrupt many through flattery. But they that know their God. They that know their God. I want to ask all of you a question. Have you passed the level of offense? Some key Christians are still there. Oh, they told us in church to switch off our phone. A pastor, and those are the talk we see since it's it pathetic. Oh, they did this, they said this to me, so I left. They said this to me, I left. It's all very obvious. If you are like that, you can't walk in this. You are just an emotional Christian. Is there a family where people don't offend you? And as your mom never offended you. If your mom has never offended you before, <laughs> your mom must be an angel or your dad. You can't be in a family and for things not to happen once in a while that will annoy you. This is why you must be a man of love, willing to forgive at all times. When you have children, one day you will tell them to do something, they will disobey you. And you're not going to carry gun and kill them. Neither will you say, I banish you. I don't want to see you again. Some tell their kids, I disown you. <laughs> you're my God and your name is Yahweh. Did you get what I've just said now? Yes, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Rooted and grounded in love. Let me end this way. Hebrews 13. Hallelujah. Verse 1. Did you hear what I just said now? Hebrews 13 verse 1. Everybody read it together. Want to go? What's the meaning of brother in love? Revelation 3 6. Is it 3 6 or 3 10? Then I will head there. Go to 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia writes, This thing say he that is holy, he that is true, he that are the king of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and that shutteth and no man can open. The revelation of Jesus that you have will determine the happiness of Jesus in your life. All the seven churches, the way he introduced himself to them, affected the message he gave them. Now, he introduced himself to this particular church as the one that shuts and no man opens. He said, I have the keys of David. Now, look at the message he gave them. He's talking about himself as the one that shuts and opens. Then he said to them, next verse, I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door. Now, the church in Philadelphia, 
was a church most commended by Jesus. Now, that church, that word Philadelphia, is the word brotherly love. In other words, to a Christian who has read the level of brotherly love, I have said before you an open door, it's a realm with limitless possibilities. As I have shared with you, it sounds like a simple message because it is. But it is where people stumble most. The simplest epistle is the epistle of John. And it was what I was called the apostle of love. Are you surprised that after they killed everybody, including Paul, nobody could kill John? This death is so real. It is true that John was thrown into a point of oil. That was why he saw the book of Revelation. Because every, when they killed the rest, what they used to kill Peter, they tested on John. John stood. So the uh, Emperor Nero also ordered that issue. Since they couldn't kill him and they didn't want him to continue to preach, they banished him into the island. I said, at least if he stopped eating and drinking, he would die one day there. Instead of dying, he saw the book of Revelation. John. And his epistles were seen. Little children don't sin. If you sin, it did not have the revelation of Paul. No too much, but he understood love. Nobody taught love like John. And he demonstrated that this carries an endless possibility. Nobody could kill John. Love. Apostle of love. Hallelujah. He said, I, I was in the island called Passmont for the persecution of the word of the Lord. He said, and I turned behind me, I heard the voice. They tied Paul. That was how they keep Paul. Tied him to four chariots and beat them to run in four directions. So Paul was turned into pieces. Peter was crucified upside down. When they wanted to crucify Peter, I told them, don't crucify me like my Lord Jesus Christ. He said, turn me. When they told him Nero was coming for him, he actually had to run away. So he actually ran initially. As he was going out of town in Jerusalem or so, he saw Jesus at the entrance going in. And he said, my Lord, where are you going to? He said to go and die the second time. Peter understood the message. He turned back and he went to die. See, Jesus' communication with mature people. <laughs> can, can you imagine? He was running away and he met Jesus at the gate. Jesus passed him. And Peter said, my Lord, where are you going to? He said to go and die again in Jerusalem. Peter understood that the Lord was saying that. And we not run away for death. So Peter turned back and he went to die. And he told them, don't crucify me. He said, when you crucify me, turn me upside down. So I will not be like my Savior. What did those men, what did they find? Was it first Azuri that they said that when he died, they checked his heart. Autopsy, when they opened his heart and they saw the sign of a cross there on the heart. They said in all his life, he meditated so much on the cross. Some of them produced some of the hymns you sing about old drug cross. He meditated so much on the cross that the sign of the cross formed on his heart physically. What about James, the brother of Jesus, that wrote the book of James? When he died, they found two holes beside his bed that is new bore on the ground. Why pray? They said they now noticed that when James was alive, his new cap, they were as hard as that of a camel. For hours of kneeling down. Men who found something. And the Bible said that through love, you're able to comprehend. Love. There are two types of love. And it's not for today. See, there is love for the brethren. There is love for God. But there is also love of God. Love for God is different from love of God. But they are connected. <laughs> at a point you will find it extremely difficult to be offended as a Christian you just know that the more you forgive the more bonuses they give you in heaven the more your GP rises 
in fact, you'll be looking for an opportunity to forgive. The more your GP rises. The woman that went to meet her pastor and told the pastor that I was sick for about three months, bedridden in the hospital, and nobody came to check from church. He said, so, sir, here's my recommendation. Let us start a department that checks people in the hospital. She wasn't even talking about herself that I'm, I'm not happy. She said, let this not happen to someone else. Me, I am not angry. But let's prevent this from happening to somebody. Let some other Christian go and write on Facebook and support us with sympathize. Is it sympathy you want in life or breakthrough? They will applaud you. It's true. Churches are not caring. So what did that do to you? Nothing. Your emotion is just satisfied that you spoke. Yeah. They didn't treat me well. I spoke about it. I shared my truth. And everybody supported you. So now you are a billionaire after sharing your truth. Now you have eternal life after sharing your truth. Now you have healing power after sharing your truth. So what exactly did the truth to share hurt you? Except that to satisfy your ego. You are happy. You dented the church and you are happy. So what? I'm not saying what the church did was right. But what did you get from what you did? Those who treated you unfairly and you also, you are at the same level. They were wrong doing that. You are wrong also doing what you are doing. That kind of woman, she might not be able, she might never fall sick again for the rest of her life. See, I, I am, lately I'm beginning to study Christians who obtain an inheritance. It is deep. Our generation is used to confession. So even they inherited. I, uh, glory to God. I grew up in Abelkuta. One of the biggest businesses there is owned by a man, the Apostolic Church. Pure holiness. The out, I mean, the amount of blessing on that. And the son was telling me in school, it was a transgenerational thing. God promised that grandpa, he did something one day. He said, none of your descendants will ever lack. He said, don't let us start anything. It prospers like no man's business. When my brother was school, he met a guy also who said that in, the, in about six generations of our family, nobody has been sick. He said, grandpa did something in the mission field. God told him that a son that comes from your body, anyone that is sick in your family, you are going to be on my way. He said, I give you a covenant of health. For you, he said, even members of family who don't know me, I will be sure that they are, some things are received. They are received. They are received. There is a way you can do transaction with evil that God swears on your behalf. That you let a nation go under the hole, go inside the hole. Nothing will happen to what you do. And it, 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 we need to begin to look for this. Solomon tricked God into it when he said to God that, you know, I'm young. And God said, ah, this boy, you surprised me. You didn't ask for long life. You didn't ask for riches. You didn't ask for the life of your enemies. And you know what? The three things that God commended Solomon for not asking for are the things that church people are asking for now. It grieves my heart. God commended Solomon that number one, you did not ask for riches. You did not ask for long life. You did not ask for the life of your enemy. You asked for wisdom. He said, but you know what? Plus wisdom and those three things I give you. What do people pray for in the church? If you want people to say amen in church, tell them that if you say amen, you will live long. The amen will be the loudest. Pastor, one pastor was praying for people to live long. Is that many of you want long life? And a woman of 85 years came out. The pastor went to me and said, Mama, you, you don't live long life. You live, you live eternal life. <laughs> your life is already long. Yeah, yeah, 85. Do you want your children to start dying before you? <laughs> you have a son that is 61. You gave out to when you were 24. 
Now you're asking, you are still coming out. What do you want in life again? At 85, that you are coming for a time call for long life. He said, Mommy, long life is not what you need. <laughs> eternal life. And if you can give your hand to Christ, you have that eternal life. You don't need long life. And then all over Africa now praying that enemies should die. And then people praying for riches. And God told Solomon that I commend you for not asking for any of the three. You are for something superior. Wisdom. Let me stop here. Let's rise. Is someone blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Oh Lord Jesus. Ordinary days are over. I love you, Lord. How rich is your devotion every morning? And I leave my hand. Don't you know God is watching as you sit alone in that room singing? You might say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? And he might not say anything. He does, he's watching. He's watching. He's watching. When your devotion gets so rich, a time you come, nothing happens in the day that you wouldn't have known in the morning. Ancient women walk in this realm. They could tell the future of all their children. Yes. I was listening to one day, I listened to uh, uh, Apostle Michael Ropo. And he said that when he wanted to be a bad boy, he wanted to enjoy, that people come and report him to the man. The man would tell that leave him. That I know what I have told God and what God told me about him. The mom started calling him an apostle and a prophet when he was still misbehaving. The mom said, Jesus told me that this boy is an apostle. So when they come, the boy said, just leave him. He's an apostle. The day God arrested him, and the Lord told her, your mom has sacrificed you. People know about cutting people doing that. Christians can do that also. On the altar, you'll be offered. So he said, the angel told us, I've just been watching you. The Almighty gave us a time that when is this time? Get this boy. Come and fulfill what we, we promise your mom that you, you are coming here. There was a man in America that I read of also. Old mom did the same thing. When he now had decided to be more bad, he was angry. That we showed her that nobody in America, I'm a man of my own. Nobody can dedicate me to anything. So he decided to go to club. The mom told her the time has come for him to come and fulfill what said that he said, You are your God, whatever you talk about, I don't care. He got to the clubhouse and everybody in the clubhouse beat him up and told him to leave. He sat outside and he was like, What's going on here? I said, Everybody. <laughs> and he heard the voice of God that I will frustrate you until you come. He said, well, Why, Jay? <laughs> When he got back on the Bible, told him that go, go to another club. Show me this one, they beat you. Not that one. <laughs> he said, When the time comes, the Almighty, you have forgotten. Lord of hosts does not mean Lord of angels. Any kind of hosts. Any kind of hosts. He is the, the God calls himself the commander of all hosts. It was Revelation 1 man, so as he was praying, bandits kidnapped him. They kidnapped, no, that, that one, the Nigerian militants. They kidnapped the sister. And the Lord told the lady that, I said, I am the Lord of hosts. All hosts. He said, leave the matter to me. The group that kidnapped the lady, they were taking her away. Another superior group met them and said, who asked you to be operating here? That we are the Lords here. And to punish you, we serve for all your captives. So they told go, 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 go. 
That's how the sister came up. And God said, I told you, I am the Lord of hosts. I am the commander. Yeah, Pastor Nebo's testimony around Yaba also, yeah, where that time, many, many years ago, of course, he didn't know it was one way. And, and, and the police were there. You know the way they do. Okay, I'll pack, pack, pack. And they started harassing him. I said, I was going for prayer, and they said, yeah, you know what to do. I said, I can't bribe. So they said, stay there now. And they said, he just uttered that prayer, you brother, Oluwa. Ruki Walele. And they said, one of the area boys, they were about 12 of them. They were taking their shekel, whatever, one corner. It, one of them just looked and said, ah, is that another man they call Adeboe? That they are harassing him. Say, guys, let's go. And they took broken bottles. And the police ran. And the other boy said, bye bye. And he left. And he said, God told him that I am the Lord of hosts. Every host. There is no weapon our father cannot fight with. From jawbone. <laughs> when God wants to fight, I've read a place in the Bible, God was the first one to use bomb. One of the battles of Joshua was throwing fireballs from above on the people. When God wants to fight, anybody, Sarah ran away, alighted off from his horse and ran away. He got to a woman's house who was a part, an ally of her and he slept. The woman gave him milk to let him sleep well. It's all you got. <laughs> the guy slept well and she took a nail. <laughs> Men who sleep in strange women's houses. I feel so sorry for you. Samson's ear was cut off while sleeping. May not sleep a sleep that will lead to death. The woman put the nail there, one, goes, and the guy died. And they were looking for Sarah around. She came out and told the captain, who are you looking for? He said, I said, come and see. I've helped you to kill him. You know, that's why I like, thank you for fighting my battles for me. Jehovah, There are too many weapons around you that God can use. He is the only one that even his enemy can be used by him. When he doesn't see a friend to use, he tells the enemy, come and work for me. Just do this for me. He is the almighty. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Men and brethren, I leave you with this church. Love God. See, it begins with the value you put on God. Solomon began to walk in it when he made sacrifices that nobody before him. For God so loved the world that he gave. Nobody who loves God. It's impossible to love him and not be a die-hard giver. Then watch how you treat other Christians. Those are part of the signs. Signs. That's why we give our time a lot to him and our resources. Because there's no love without giving. When he fell in love with humanity, he gave his most precious. There's no love without giving. Hallelujah. If you check your time averagely, some of you are more busy than other people, no doubt about that. But your leisure time, what do you do? Time, resources. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God.
We give you praise. We give you praise. Lift up your hands and just worship him. I just see everybody here. I believe you have been upgraded. His voice will be clearer to you. You will discern more. Now you are seen into the realm of the spirit. I'm not talking about seeing angels necessarily, but you just know by knowledge superior to human knowledge what you should do and what you should not do. People are talking around you and solutions are coming from your heart. By the spirit of wisdom, true love, you are comprehending with all the saints. You are blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ, put your hands together and give God praise. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. We'll receive your word with humility. Grant us grace to walk in the reality of it. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.